Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, episode 73 of the Talk and Power podcast. I am Nick DiCembre here with co-host Simon Gonzo-Travellini and co-host Todd Brinkworth. And we have a special guest in the studio with us again, Denver Parker. Welcome back. Great Hello. to have you back here. Thanks for having me. No, that's great. We, we love having guests in here. We love yeah. just to give a different view on things. So you're going to hang around for the whole podcast out here? Yeah, well, you guys have been having lots of fun lately, so... We have know. been having yeah. lots of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, did you, did you take out the championship? I did. Congratulations, Cheers, mate. mate. Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. So, like, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I want you just to start off the show. Just tell us a bit, like, what, what does it mean to you to win a championship? Uh, it's been one of those things I've been trying to get for a few years so working away kind of makes it a bit hard because sometimes race meets just land on weeks and it works so for the last few years I sort of I've alternated between racing for the for the year and taking the time off needed or going and doing something else so mm. yeah I've been alternating between Targa and, and racing but so this was the second year I've been able to do a full season and line up for all the races and luckily jagged it two years ago I had a go at it and then I had a a couple of DNFs and races, and that was it. Ultimately, cost me that time. So yeah, you know, it, you know that that is my favourite class. There, one hundred percent. I think the rules are the most awesome rules in racing in Australia at the moment. They're, they're pretty open slather now, so you, you should come. Bring, oh. bring, bring, bring your BMW. <laughs> Let's put a roll cage in and go. <laughs> I'm a 180 guy. <laughs> 180 with a maybe a um, 4G63 in it. <laughs> We've, we've talked about this. <laughs> we have. Length, uh, are you trying to lowball him for his own? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just I um I love that formula that they've got. Mm. You know, Andrew from Hyperdrive and myself talk about it all the time, and we're both number crunchers. So we'll sit there and go, oh, you know, well you can have it'll be this minimum weight, it'll be this tire size. How much power we make? You know. <laughs> yeah, but see, he's got the weight advantage on well everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's like eleven hundred kilos, so. Yeah, uh, tell Denver just quickly. Tell us, it's a street car racing that you won the championship for. Yep. Just tell us a bit about this formula that Simon talks about. It, it's almost the wrong way you're wrong. So we we loosely follow the the 3D sports sedan rules mm-hmm. uh, with a lot more restrictions. So we can't have as much aero and you know slicks and stuff like that. We run a control semi slick. Um, but these days, yeah, it is very open as to what you can put in the engine bay. Um, mm. You know, it doesn't have to run what it came with for a variation of the manufacturer. So, you know, if it came with a six, you could put a V8 from someone else or, yeah. you know, a bigger turbo. Yeah, whatever. There's, yeah, there's rules to capacity and weight and stuff like that. But, you know, it's sequential gearboxes, big brakes, good suspension. You can change pretty much everything. Yeah. So you can yeah. run the sequentials now. Yeah. Yeah, right. So <laughs> you're, you're not going to like that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> We don't run carbs either. <laughs> but but and, and for those listeners that, that came and saw us at Targa West, this was the, the car that you, you mm. won the championship was on our stand at Targa yeah. West. I yeah. really appreciate that, by the way. And it was um, great to have your car there. A lot of people actually came. We, I, I, You know me, the sort of cars I love, but a lot of people came on our stand to see that car. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of bug it off and socialised and yeah, <laughs> just yeah. and and left was, it with you. No, we had a lot of, lot of especially younger younger children coming up and a lot of people got it confused for a drift car. I can understand that. It does have that. Yeah, it, that it does have that look. But yeah. yeah, it's also that kind of the age bracket as well, you know. I don't, I don't think your bumpers are held on by zip 
tires up there? Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean, yeah, congratulations on that. Mm. And, um, look, it was, we'll, we'll touch on streetcar racing yeah. a bit later on in the podcast. We've got, you, I know you've got a bit to, you want to have a chat a bit about a, a few things. So, we've, you know, you, you take as long as you want anyway. But we'll, we'll catch up with you. We'll have you have a little spill a little bit later on. I don't know, you guys into the Melbourne Cup at all? No, working. <laughs> and probably the wrong demographic to ask. Mate, I had a guy today who would know, he wouldn't know one end of a horse from the other. Right? And I say that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and he was telling me, mate, did you watch the Melbourne Cup? And I said, no, no, I didn't watch it. He goes, you got to watch it. you gotta, you got to sit down and watch the replay. Why? Mate, that horse was going to win it. It was, it, from the start, it was going to win it. Why would I care? There's like 24 horses. I'm used to being down at the track where there's like, you know, 4,000 minimum on the start yeah. line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I am not finding this exciting. I've never, never been interested in the Melbourne Cup. But I just don't get it. And you know what I laugh about is all these C-grade uh, celebrities come out of the woodwork and... Oh, yeah, so uh, I knew he was going to win from, you know, yeah. th- six months ago. He won at the, um, you know... <laughs> the Coffs Plate or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Gundawindi <laughs> Stakes. And he's yeah. going to end up on the dinner plate, according <laughs> to that documentary we saw. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't we joke about that too much, but oh, I've just never Why? been... Why? No, it. no, this is the thing, right? We can't get 50 cents for our grassroots motorsport, Yeah. right? But all these... I've got to control my emotions here companies yeah. <laughs> you would have to bleep out what i was going to say before companies but all these companies throw millions of dollars and that's just how it is you know and 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 the world has got to realize that sports like this need to go the money needs to be spent on motor racing simple as that yeah i'm with you 100 percent. you're going to enter parliament for that argument or <laughs> <Yeah. that? laughs> unless i'm not, getting four votes <laughs> yeah, the loss of productivity for the day because i happened to swing past ascot on the way home and of course, it's Melbourne Cup, but people go to Ascot and watch the racing. Why? Well, I think they go there to get drunk. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you couldn't move. Like I, I, you couldn't move near Ascot. Now there's. A- but you know, the police make a lot of revenue on that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They had a booth bus on um, the Garrett Road Bridge, and I can tell you, it was full. <laughs> but um, but there's a couple of thousand people who've chucked a day off work. Like, more than a couple of thousand, mate. Well, a couple, couple of thousand. thousand. Are you joking? More mate? than that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. more than that. It's like well, right, probably twelve times that. But still, that's a lot of wasted productivity. <laughs> Three times that. So it's one thousand people for every horse. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'll tell you one thing for nothing. I was probably the only guy working that day I felt like I was at a, actually at a vineyard of all places in the yeah. Swan Valley they were having a big shindig a Melbourne Cup shindig but I had to get this sprayer operational for a demonstration the following day and it felt like seriously I was the only guy working I was sweating and and it was just no one was working that day really? I drove home without even passing a car it felt like they're all Ascot. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah. Hey, some sad news. Uh, it really saddens me to talk about the passing of Mike Raymond, but um, we, we should remember Mike is... I, 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 I love the man. I thought he was... Instrumental in the modern supercar series. 100%. 100%. Um, brought so much technology to the sport and made it... Brought the viewers closer to yeah. the sport brought them inside the cars he certainly did and look i mean I, I, there's probably i've got some quotes here i don't know if i'm allowed to say them but i, I remember him fondly he, do you remember sports machine on friday nights on the <laughs> channel seven news he always had the last 
the segment and he had it was called right raymond sports machine and he had a a, a music and it was basically all the stuff ups from the week and nascar always featured heavily in my Raymond sports machine like some guy cloud in the wall and then a blue in the pits but you know even like greyhound racing they called him the dish liquor 500 <laughs> um, the dreaded unleaded if there was a pit lane fire he was great I, and and uh, we fondly remember mike uh mike raymond and we pass on our condolences to his family it's a very very sad time yeah that's right Todd, just quickly tell us you're uh, making some plans for for next year, or you don't want to elaborate too much on that, or am I throwing you under the bus? You're right throwing you in the bus, okay. slightly, right. um, very heavily, very heavily. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's um, talk of me going to the Goodwood Festival of Speed next year. Oh, really? And Silverstone F1. And by With the Evo? <laughs> no, I, I thought you were starting about his entry in the rally sprint tomorrow. Night. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh, insider info. <laughs> um, and by talk, I mean I've actually gone and got tickets for, okay. Good, for oh, Goodwood excellent. and Silverstone. Excellent. So now I've got to get an airfare and an accommodation and work the rest out, but we won't hold you to that. Like yeah. the guy that bought the bicycle <laughs> after he bought the hat and the goggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. So that's... But that's exciting news, Todd, and uh, yeah. you'll be our roving reporter at Goodwood, I hope. Should, can we do live streaming? Uh, we're going to work it out. I'm going to do it. We're gonna I'm, do it. Like I'm keen. Because I'm... <laughs> I'm not fucking around this time. I'm going to try and get anywhere I can. Try and scam a ride in one of those 917 30s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. Talk up with a helmet on a race suit and be like, I'm here for the race. <laughs> <laughs> Just get in it. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. It's my favourite car of all time. Mind yeah. you, my second favourite car, Denver's wearing it tonight. Oh. That, that is one of the all time greats, that, that it's Mazda. It's a, um, for them playing, for those playing at home, a Mazda 767B, which was the first. Quad Rotor? Quad Rotor. Yeah. yeah. Um, not bragging, but I saw that at Goodwood once when I was there before. Would the have been sound, earpiece. La di da. The sound <laughs> is insane. You thought we were time attack. We yeah, worried about it. Yeah, but it was in our country. Oh, okay. Like the <laughs> sound is travel like awesome. Yeah, it is. That's my second favourite to, to the Porsche. It, it, it is up there, that thing. I love it. Yeah. It was so good banned. Because yeah. Nick always comes across as a type of guy that would love the sound of a naturally aspirated rotor. <laughs> no, I think like two 13Bs <laughs> next to each other in the car park at Macus. It's a lot less meaty of me. That's a dozen... A dozen whippersnippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of me. It's like you, you probably think yeah. that that wouldn't be my favorite. It is. I love that car. Oh, there you go. Anyway. All right. Hey, you, you know what? It's crept up on me. It's time for a break. So we'll we'll take a short one here and we'll be back right after this. Hi, everyone. It's Nick from the Talking Power Podcast and thanks for tuning in. If you like podcasts, I have another podcast called the Sylvan Australia Podcast where we talk all things agriculture. On the Sylvan Australia Podcast, we discuss the agricultural industry with a view to inform and advise our listeners different practices, news and industry trends across Australia. So you can find that podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, or if you go to the Sylvan Australia website, you'll be able to find it there. Thanks for tuning in. All right, episode 73 of the Talking Power podcast. Welcome back. And MotoGP was run and done in Malaysia. Don't know if you guys managed to catch it at all? A little bit of it. As I, as I said off air, I um, sort of started watching it, fell asleep, and then woke up and went, oh, okay. So... Look, I think it was probably one of the better races of the year, and I don't know 
We should probably start it. It didn't start off very well. We had a deaf no. a support category race. A uh, gentleman by the name of Fridza Mananda. Anyway, he succumbed to his injuries in a crash in the Asian Talent Cup race, which was on the Saturday, which was just before qualifying. So yeah, the race certainly got off to a somber start and very... Very tragic to see someone uh, pass at a motor. It's always tragic to see someone pass away at, a, yeah. at any race. So, uh, not very good at all. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that really surprised me this race was qualifying. We had Marquez in eleventh and Dovi in tenth. Yeah. Um, they just couldn't get that. They just couldn't get their their bike set up right in, in qualifying. That said, those two guys basically raced to the front. Uh, within three la- three corners, I think. Yeah, that's they were right. third and fourth, I think. And everyone was getting excited. The commentary was certainly getting excited mm-hmm. about um, uh, Marquez getting to the front. Dobby, Dobby basically rode with him, and um, you know it wasn't did really well to get up there as well. Yeah, and that's about when I fell asleep. I think. Oh come on, Todd. Sorry to our listeners, but you know, yeah. normally I'm pretty excited about MotoGP, but this one just I don't know what happened. <laughs> Did you find it was the middle of the day? It was like a Sunday well, afternoon. Actually, to be fair, I watched the delayed telecast, oh, okay. so, and I should have watched it at ten o'clock at night. So, you fall asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon, Todd. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Valentino Rossi was um, was. Probably he rode quite well as well. Yeah. I was really impressed with his ride, uh, and the brawling between Miller and Rins. I thought that was quite quite good. It's good to see those guys have a great sca- uh, scrap as well. Don't know if you managed to. If you, I did see that in sort of when I woke up and replayed it a little bit, like rewound it, and um, Miller. But the bike went away from him a bit, and he sort of yeah. just fell off. So mm. well, not fell off, fell off, but fell away from it, and it was a bit of a shame. But yeah, the the one thing that I haven't spoken about yet was and. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw it as well, Denver, but Quattararo, something happened in that first couple of corners that really threw his confidence. He dr- plummeted like a like a he got pole and just went backwards from there and never got higher than eighth from that point onwards. Yeah. And, and to this day, I mean, he spoke about being challenged in that race, but something I think a lot deeper than just a bike performance happened to him on that race, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I think you mentioned here that this is the second last round, so heading into the last round, what... I sincerely hope he gets his mojo back yeah. because he certainly lost it at this race. Yeah, that's He certainly right. lost his, his way. And the LCR Hondas as well, how unlucky were those guys and they fell off within two laps of each yeah. other as well. So that was really disappointing to see. Um, that that said, Mia simply wiped out Zarco. I don't think it wasn't a Zarco issue there. That's, <laughs> no, that's right. Zarco, that is. Um, and um, he actually, Mia's got a, uh, he got a one lap penalty for that, that hit on him anyway. Look, that said, I think what we saw here was Marquez got away to a really good lead. And um, that, with Dovi and uh, Marquez, more Marquez fighting in that third, second place, um, Vinales was able to get a good lead and a good head of steam up. And he was never headed in this race. I mean, Marquez didn't have the ability to keep keep in touch with him. Yeah. He had that three, four second lead the whole time, Vinales. So it was, you know, it was uh, really great to see him win. Yeah. 
Moving on. That was a lot of excitement. Our, our co-host Simon has had to step. He stepped out of the room for, for momentarily. So we've, yeah. we've persisted on without him. Yeah, we're we'll be disappointed with this this yeah. cut. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't offer any assistance because I was working. So. <laughs> All right. Look at Formula One from the Circuit the Americas. What did you guys think of that? Did you guys manage to catch that? I caught the highlight package. Mm, it was yeah. one of those ungodly hours. It was like, no, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we oh, have this. Yeah, we have this. This. The, it's Canada, Mexico, US, and even um, Brazil. This. It's three o'clock in the morning, basically, yeah. perf time. It's not so bad if you're in the eastern seaboard. It's actually six o'clock in the morning. You can get up nice and early before you go to work, catch some Formula One, and head off to work. But. For us West Australians, it's three o'clock is such an ungodly yeah, hour. Occasionally, if I'm swapping over to, to night shift, I'm usually up at those kind of weird hours. But yeah, the, this year I wasn't. So yeah, I'll <laughs> just watch, watch it on the, on the web the next day and see what we get. Yeah, look, um, the only thing, look, I'll start off with. Can, someone needs to explain to me how on earth with the two biggest, arguably the two biggest motorsport authorities in the world, NASCAR and Formula One. How they conjured up a, a a conflict of date? They actually in the same state. The the NASCAR race was in in um, Houston, Texas. It's three hundred odd kilometers away, or two hundred miles. It's three hundred and twenty kilometers away from from where the race Formula One race was. Is that does that? But a nice NASCAR fan's going to watch F one and vice versa. If we're trying to build the sport. If it, the Formula One's now owned by Liberty Media, yeah, I know they're a US company. Yeah, I know that. If we're trying to build the sport, surely I, I can understand they're going to yeah. conflict with dates. Is there going to be an in, infield parking area if you're RV? Do they burn out from the water for But my mind boggles that couldn't they pick another weekend where we're not conflict? Obviously, they couldn't, but. In the same state, it's literally 300 miles away. You're competing for spectators when you're 200 miles distance. It's just that that much motorsport density over yeah. there. Mm. You're going to get conflicts like that, no matter yeah. what you do. Yeah. So. Anyway, it was interesting. They still had a really good crowd here. I don't have the figures, but like looking at the looking at the the TV and the crowds, it looked really well. Uh, um, Oh, that had a really good crowd there, so it was really good to see. Um, I just don't understand, but anyway, I moving on. Um, the catch cry of the weekend for that weekend was red and white, you'll be all right on the green, and you're too keen. Did you guys hear that? That was uh, Ted Kravitz. No, okay, so that circuit lends itself to be using the corners quite heavily, and a lot of the cars found themselves on the other side of the corner pretty much. So they had a, the red and the white was on the curb mm-hmm. and then they have a green section past that and oh, so right. we found a number of cars having all four wheels on the green so ted kravitz came up with red and white you'll be all right on the green and you're too keen so i like that one actually yeah, that's not bad. whenever they go no sorry it was crofty crofty did i say crofty or who did i say ted kravitz no it was, yeah. it was crofty yeah. sorry yeah, it was crofty so um yeah i thought that was pretty good i bought us a secured pole um and daniel um, it was good to see him get into Q3. Um, he didn't really do much in that Q3 session, but it was just good to see him back yeah. into that, you know, getting the full qualifying, getting that out, out of, you know, getting it done. Um, the other thing, we saw a drop in ta- 
track temperature. So that final session of Q3, we had no improvement in time whatsoever. So it was kind of the first five minutes of Q3, all the times were set. We didn't see an improvement on any of those times, hence the, the track temperature dropped away quite significantly. Anyway, um, start of the race, we saw Elbon tangle with Sainz. Um, and the Ferrari went backwards. Now, this has been a bit of a storm in a teacup for a number of Ferrari fans and Max Verstappen fans, but the suggestion was that the fuel flow on the Ferraris has been irregular, and the FIA issued a, not a uh, just a reminder to all teams on how they're supposed to measure their fuel flow. Yeah. And that was after qualifying on the Saturday. And funnily enough, the Ferrari's performance dropped quite significantly. Now, Matteo Benotti said that it had nothing to do with them changing their performance or their fuel flow. Uh, but Max Verstappen went on to say it certainly did. And, and he actually accused them of cheating. So... Yeah, but don't they all have sensors to mm. check all this out? So if it yeah. was gonna, that call was going to go out, the FIA surely would have stood in already and said, yeah, like they did with Red Bull a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think there was a way... I think that's part of the mandate was yeah. that, that you can trick the sensor, and, and I think that was the... I, I don't know the technicalities, but um, when he was pushed, Max Verstappen, into asking what he meant by it's not strange at all, he goes, that's what happens when you're caught cheating. So... He was yeah. pretty firm in his stance, and I, I thought I was a little bit disappointed with Max Verstappen. I don't think he's in any position to be casting those sort of stones from not from Red Bulls. Yeah, nah. I mean, you throw a few stones, you're gonna get looked at, aren't you? Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to find a grey area, but you know, yeah, is it a case I actually found one? But you'd think all that stuff is checked and double checked, and they go through everything and. How could they get around that sort of stuff? That in this day and age of such monitoring. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I found I found it quite strange. And uh, Leclerc uh, replied back with, uh, "I think it's a joke. To be completely honest, he has no clue. He's not in the team, so we know exactly what we're doing. And I don't know why he's speaking. He doesn't know anything about us. So, and that that kind of put that that to rest. But it was a little bit disappointing to hear that from from um, the young Max Verstappen." Uh, in saying that, uh, he had a pretty pretty reasonable race, um, but in the end, it was uh, we saw Valtteri Bottas take another win. Yeah, um, it was good to see him have a win. And however, that said, uh, Lewis Hamilton has done enough to win the championship at that race. So yeah, it was Valtteri Bottas first, Lewis Hamilton second, and Max Verstappen in third. Charles Leclerc in fourth in the Ferrari. And Alexander Albon in uh, the fifth spot in the Red Bull. Now, Alexander Albon, I just want to talk about him quickly. He was elevated to the Red Bull car midway through the season yeah. to take Pierre Gasly. I think he's done an absolutely magnificent job. Well, it came out today that he, the Red Bull is no changes for next year in terms oh, of team that'd be lineup crazy uh, to until mid year. <laughs> well, but for now. <laughs> And it was good to see, and they actually mentioned Albon specifically. Yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> Till the summer break. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see who's the up and coming in Toro Rosso. Yeah. yeah. I like that, Devo. <laughs> but look, I, I think must... Kovyet's due another turn, isn't he? Yeah, he probably, he probably is. He's the, the prodigal son, we'll call um, yeah. Danny Kovyet. 
Um, the other thing, Lando Norris, I think, has really done above and beyond uh, his call as well in that in that in that McLaren. I think they're they're on the burst, the McLaren, uh, but Lando Norris has taken them another level. I really do think. I think both of them have. Mm. I mean, Sainz has been very reliable. Lando's been there, and the car has definitely come a long way from the, where it started at the beginning of the year down the back. And it's, yeah, yeah, you know, it is the best of the rest. Mm. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. All right, well, look, we'll take a quick short break here and we'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 73 of the Talk and Power podcast. All right, you've been waiting for it, everyone. All of our listeners have been want to hear the diagnosis from the Sandown 500. Okay, we'll just we'll get started with probably the biggest brain fade of the weekend was Craig Baird. What was what video was he watching when he, when he gave Anton Di Pasquale uh, uh, a penalty for that for that hit on SVG? I, I don't. That was on the Saturday, mind you. There was a twenty, you know, that twenty lap race that they did on the Saturday as a lead up to the yeah. to the race. Is, is that because he's going to be driving for Shell next? Season is he's <laughs> sort of getting deeper squally. You listen, get used to it. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. But I mean, Craig, to his credit, apologised immediately afterwards once he viewed the video. But I guess the argument is he probably should have taken a bit more time to view the video beforehand. I guess we're all experts after the fact, but Craig, it's pretty obvious what you know. To me, anyway. All right. Anyway, we'll move on. No one, no one wants to weigh in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to. You know what? You can tell you guys are right. You guys race because you're not speaking out against the the, the driver. Driver oh, standards the, officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not speaking out yeah, against you, him. You, whereas you never go on their bad list. Ever. <laughs> <You're a top laughs> I have no. They can penalise you, and you still take a six-pack at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, these guys would rather talk about what they're buying for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Craig, you're a good bloke. <laughs> All right, now, look, uh, Sandown 500, let's just, um, you know, I, I just want to quickly touch on the 86 crash. I actually saw that live, and I had a shudder go through my body when I saw that crash. Uh, John uh, Folart, that was horrific, that crash. And walked out of the car, it was fine. So did the- so the guys in the ute as well, they, they stepped out. They seemed to be all right. <laughs> a now bit just, excited. A bit <laughs> excited. Just out of curiosity, mm. what happens in that situation with insurance? I, I don't well, it was know. off the track. Yeah, I, I <laughs> really don't on the road. Technically, you're in the car park. Did yeah. you get the registration <laughs> of the car <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just said, here's the dash cam footage from multiple languages. Yeah. So, so, did he admit liability? <laughs> did he get the name of the driver that caused it? <laughs> did you get his red yeah. hey, hey, mate, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Where's I need your license. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, even, I reckon he would have probably even damaged that Manitou. You can't really tell from the camera angle. No, but did, I don't no, think he, he cleared he the Manitou. That, I'm okay. glad he didn't because that... If it, it would yeah. have been a whole lot different. Yeah, yeah, there was no giving that thing, was but there? It looked like it bent the chassis on that U. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I actually <laughs> reckon the Ute was probably a write-off. If you looked at the, the, at the actual moment of impact on the Ute, you're 100% right. It's damaged the chassis. Yeah, it looked like it bent the chassis. It wasn't just a trade job, like whip the tray off and get a new one. No, no it, was, it, was, it was significant damage to that ute. So, once again, my question is, what happens with the insurance? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Do you question. call that one, does that fall under the act of God? 
happy. <laughs> and it raises the question as well for Sandown. That car went scooting along the top of that that fence, that horse rail. He yeah, launched off a bit of grass, didn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah. Off the little island. I'm sure. But on that note, that track shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the worst track I've ever you, seen. You beat me to it, eh? Like, I think they should call it Patches. Yeah. It reminds me of Sydney Dragway. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no 500 Enduro next year there. We talked about that in an earlier podcast. They're off to the bend for the yeah. 500. Yeah, well, at least the bend's, you know, got a new surface. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the patchwork there, it's ridiculous. Well, bits of it new. There's a square metre there, there's a square metre there. Left over council work, you know, just building <laughs> on the track. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they must have had the NBN come through, and, <laughs> and they're going to put some new power lines through. And uh, okay, right. They'd still be digging it up, and you know, <laughs> and a couple of taste students. It's funny you, know, you should mention that because some of that, some of that uh, bitumen looked pretty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, congratulations to uh, Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup for taking the win at the Sandown 500. Now, let's get into the elephant in the room. The penalty that was given to the 17 car of Scotty McLaughlin and Alex Prima. Uh, they would be starting that race from the rear of the grid, as we know, um, for an engine infraction at Bathurst in qualifying. So the qualifying engine as found to have exceeded the minimum or sorry the maximum lift of 0.71 of an inch okay simon you have your thoughts on this i'll let you well well i i don't really okay. I, what i need to find out is how they measure the lift so so when we talk about valve lift normally we measure the lift at the camshaft which is referred to as lobe lift mm -hmm. right so if you can imagine the camshafts not round that the, the where it runs in the engine is round and then uh where the the lifter runs is uh, oval for, for lack of a better description so the difference between the bottom and the top is is the lobe lift so if you measured the lifter if you put a dial indicator or some a ruler some sort of measuring device on the lifter and turn the camshaft you could see how much uh, it moved and we refer to that as lobe lift. And then normally what we do is we multiply the lobe lift by the rocker ratio, yep. and that tells us what the valve lift is. When you're measuring it at the valve, there's a lot of factors that come into play. Okay, so uh, the first thing is you have a certain amount of clearance before the end of the rocker um, and the valve tip. We refer to that as lash, valve lash. So if you're measuring it at the valve, the amount of valve lash that you set will change the amount of lift. The next thing is that the, the, the reason we have lash is because as the engine gets hot, the, the block grows, the cylinder heads grow, and we're talking about thousandths of an inch when we're talking about lash. So, you know, generally most cams will run around 16,000, so 16 thousandths of an inch. Some will run more, some will run less, but, you know, around that sort of figure. So the amount the engine grows is also thousandths of an inch, but it, it has an effect. And that, the reason we set the lash hot is because of that reason. So um, reading what is available out there to read, it sounds as though they've measured it at the valve. Now, whether they've measured it cold, whether the, uh, the lash was set, there's no, there's no indication of, of how they came to that. But essentially, um, the worst cylinder was 3.5 thousandths, so 
get a 25.4 millimetres, divide that into a thousand increments, and 3.5 of those is how much over the maximum. So really, you know, bugger all. Well, the thickness of a piece of paper, essentially. Mm, yep. um, would that have had a performance advantage? Uh, in my opinion, no. That's not going to have... And, and, you know, how much that's over, depending on the temperature of the engine, is, is going to change anyway. So, okay. um, uh, you know, why did they do it? I guess because Roland, Roland Dane whinged that much that they had no choice, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, we discussed this earlier... If you go looking for fault in something, you'll find it regardless of whether it's there or not. Yeah. You know? I think in this situation, the the penalty is being uh, monetary and also Scotty starting from the rear of the grid at the Sandown 500. So <coughs> everyone acknowledges that DJ Penske didn't intentionally go out there and cheat. I think this penalty is handed out in... in as a means to... Nick, I think that Roland Dane is going to do everything he can possibly do to make Roger Penske get out of supercar racing. Th that's not happening, Simon. I'm telling you now. I, I believe that that's what he's going to do. He's just going to keep being a pain in the ass to DJR Penske until Penske goes, you know what? I don't need this. I'm involved in every other mo motorsport in the world. What do I need to worry about these backyarders in I, Australia? I, I can't see that happening anytime soon. Roger Penske just bought Indy, the Indy car um, and the track. series. Yeah, and the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be No one is going to be checking the valve lift in that series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do find it curious though. So they they have six motors they pull. Yeah, of three of the six were all DJR. So they pulled the quality, mm. the race out of both the 17 and the 12 mm -hmm. and then took the top two off the podium and someone ran them yeah yeah, yeah it seems very oh look they're picking on DP Squirrel he's not even driving for them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just seems very targeted yeah, yeah. Right? Well, it's I mean Fabs was penalised I mean he was nowhere but they still yanked the motor out of him yeah, so. yeah well it's like the, the parody issue with the Nissan and they penalised the Mustang and gave the Holden better aero but the, the parody <laughs> issue was with the Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, we've probably been overly critical of Roland. I think Roland sits there and I don't think he pulls too many strings from his spot, but I could be wrong. I don't know. No, like the trophy yeah. that, that he had made was, you know... <laughs> I, I still thought that was hilarious, but you guys <laughs> completely disagree. It was, yeah, it was a bit poor taste. No, it, it, was, it was very much I am really poor taste. with that one. Yeah, very, very, very much in poor taste. I'm, Sorry. I'm out there in the ether yeah. on my own. It's just me and Roland. Yeah. I think that's funny. <laughs> so you're going to his Christmas party then. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be there, Roland. <laughs> but look, um, yeah, in closing, um, I don't believe, I don't think anyone believes for a moment. The haters will, and the haters will always hate. But I don't think anyone actually believes that they intentionally went out there and cheated. But I think when you I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna cheat, Nick, three and a half thou, you know, mm. Give it 150,000. Yeah. Let's put a drag race solid roller in there. <laughs> let's turn it. Let's take the rev limiter out, turn it to 10,000. Well, let's go and destroy the lap record by a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All about testing the waters. 
Oh, three and a half there. And it, that, that was the worst cylinder. So five were over. I think it's 710,000 is yeah, the maximum that's lift. Correct, yeah. Five were over. And out of those five, the worst one was three and a half thou. Right. You know, three and a half thou is about the thickness of your hair. Yeah. You know, I should have brought some verniers down here tonight mm. on micrometer. We could have checked it. Could have measured Todd's hair. <laughs> comparison. Then you can show people this. This is how much it was out. Um, yeah, look, as I was saying, I don't think they intentionally went out and did it. But at the end of the day, I think when you couple this with Fabian's slowdown, it's just a, such an ugly... It's an ugly... And then yeah. it's an ugly end to Bathurst. And, yeah. you know, poor Scotty won the championship on at the Sandown 500. Scotty has wrapped up the championship. That's the saddest part about all of this is that the guy is a good driver. And, and, you know, to top it off, the comments of Mark Scaife at Sandown talking about SVG, SVG this, SVG, SVG. You know, Scotty started at the rear of the grid. Um, they didn't play any silly games with, with uh, refueling tactics or anything like that. They didn't get the safety car advantage. They didn't, none of, the race didn't fall into their hands. Um, and he still managed... I was sixth or seventh or whatever a brand it was. Brand new car as well, by the way. New right. car, yeah. yep. That's correct. And they correct. had one goal, bring it home. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If it was in the wall, it wasn't the championship. Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and if he brought it home, he was going to wrap up the championship. Yeah. So that well, would have been... To, all he had to do was finish. Mm. That would have yeah. been the main goal, and he got that done. Um, SVG had a great run, and it looked like he was going to win, but... Tanda started it well as... Yeah, yeah like... Tanda did a fantastic job. Mm. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, the bolt failed yep and uh you know that they, they ended up two laps down at the end of the race mm, yeah yeah so uh calm as a mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is and in other supercar news just to finish off before we take a break uh jack smith will become the fourth entry for brad jones racing yeah. so brad uh, jack smith i believe of um the legis- yes that too but yeah. what i was what i was trying to say was he comes from a transport Family, the SCT family. Oh, okay. Oh, there's well, the connection. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's got a ride with uh, Brad Jones Racing yeah. next year, so looking forward to that. He has got, look, I mean, we were pretty tough on him at the start of the year. We, yeah, we he had a couple of races, but I think he's got a bit of talent there. <laughs> hey, on that note, we'll take a break and we'll be back right after this. Hi, everyone. It's Nick from the Talking Power podcast, and thanks for tuning in. If you like podcasts, I have another podcast called the Sylvan Australia podcast, where we talk all things agriculture. On the Sylvan Australia podcast, we discuss the agricultural industry with a view to inform and advise our listeners different practices, news, and industry trends across Australia. So you can find that podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, or if you go to the Sylvan Australia website, you'll be able to find it there. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> All right, episode 73, and as Todd has reminded me, Coming through to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Podbean. Also on 88.5 FM uh, through the Swan Valley and the City of Swans. So thanks for tuning in. If it's a Saturday morning, you're listening to us there. All right, as we said before, we've got Denver Parker in the studio with us tonight. We're having a good old laugh about the, some of the crazy stuff that he got up to. <laughs> these guys <laughs> I, um, so Denver talk, talk us through we, we touched on it briefly won a championship this year in the streetcar um, association so just talk us through a bit about that and um, I mean I guess the floor is yours to to, to talk about what whatever you feel like basically uh, uh, yeah I, I kind of got lucky I suppose in that I, I reliably t- did every round um, finished every race 
dropped out of qualifying once because I blew the biff out of it, but you know, he fixed it and then got back out on the track for all three races. So, mm. yeah, you know, at the start of the year, a couple of the quick guys, you know, Andy from Hyperdrive, he broke his the night before the very first race, and then yeah, had okay. issues in the second round, didn't make Collie. Um, a couple of the other quick guys, their cars weren't ready and stuff like that. So I kind of got lucky in that aspect, um, and then. Yeah, sadly, a few guys got cleaned up and what was meant to be the third last race and ended up being the second last race. So mm. by that point, I had some, such a significant lead that I kind of went, oh, look, we'll just drop the last round and hopefully everyone can fix their car and we'll come out for the big one at the end. So, yeah, well, I, yeah. Don't, I don't think there's any luck in being prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true as well, you know. Yeah, there's a saying in racing that says to finish first, you need to first finish. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? So, and, yeah, you can still have the best preparation than have an absolutely terrible year, and that's what happened to me a couple of years ago. You know, I thought I had everything prepared, and then a dumb thing, like I had a bolt fall out of one of the suspension arms in the very first race of the year, and then blew the diff out it's of it. It's VG. Was it that Sandy? <laughs> no, Roland Dane was not in my garage. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, I... I got lucky in that sense, but yeah, I also had a pretty trouble-free year sort of run. So mm. yeah, won three the first three rounds, and then came second in the next three. So yep. yeah, it was good. So tell us, 2020, what, what what's the plans? Can you talk us through that? So the whales getting retired as such, as mm-hmm. I affectionately call it. Um, a few reasons, as I said, when I was on the start of the year, I wanted to go and do Targa. Um, and it's just never going to comply. You know, mm-hmm. to, to make it comply would be completely altering what the car effectively is, and I don't really want to do that because, you know, it'll lose its touch as such. Mate, um, that's a championship winner now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's doubled in price. <laughs> I'll, I'll put, put that in a museum somewhere. Um, yeah, so look, it, 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 they've brought out a really interesting rule set for the, the next few years of Targa on a national level, um, so I'm going to try and put something together in that aspect. I'm not quite sure on what I've asked for some clarification on some of their rule set to see where that kind of goes, but it could also mean that I'm going to have to pull bits and pieces out of the, the, the 33s that stands, because, you know, stuff like brakes and things like that. I could transfer over to another car and electronics, and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens there, so... So I heard there's a spot where the 17 car was meant to go at Penske's, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're fixing that. They're fixing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to... got sent to... Was it Pace that do all the... the pace, shows? Yeah, yeah, Pace. So yeah. it's pace innovation. And it will go to the museum as as it raced at Bathurst and yep. the, full, yep. the full library from there. So, which which engine the, the Q engine? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to ring Dick and ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just touching on that, you can buy the body parts. There, and all the money goes to charity. charity yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, there was a big pile in there. Mm. The workshop the other day. So, yep. So yeah, that's getting done, and then yeah, hopefully I'll. Yeah, as I said earlier in the year as well, I want to come do some endurance stuff, hopefully overseas. So I'm going to try and start making some avenues into that. And yeah, because if you want to get to places like Spa, the Nurburgring, and things like that, there, there's a process you have to go through to qualify for those sort of races. So I'd like to try and do that before I get too old and yeah, mm-hmm. lose the competitive edge. So you're going to let the cat out of the bag on the new car, or I don't actually know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of ideas, but yeah, it's a case of I, I need to speak to Tyron. Waiting on a reply from an email I sent him a couple. One eighty SX with a four G. Telling you, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, we can't actually do it, no. unfortunately. <laughs> you yeah, tell him it was a special New Zealand model or something, <laughs> <laughs> like the eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably actually run it at Target New Zealand. They've got a very interesting rule set over there. Yeah, so. They've got rules. Yeah, they do. So. 
So yeah, you can't. So when you say endurance for for next year, what what sort of events are you looking at over? Uh, ideally, yeah, you want to. The dream would be GT three or GT four or something like that. But obviously, that's time and money and things like that. Uh, there's a class that runs. It's going to sound bizarre, but it's kind of like the the Hyundai XL class of Europe. But they run a Citroen C one group, mm-hmm. and they they've gone from what sort of started out as a lot of the old two CVs. They used to run like this weird twenty four hour endurance thing at Spa, um, yep. and it's kind of morphed. And the C ones have come along with it. But they get grids of up to one hundred and fifty cars. Hang on, hang on. They used to run two CVs. They still do. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know what a two CV yeah, is? Yeah. You know what two CV means. No. Two horsepower, two cavallos. <laughs> oh wow! There you go. I didn't know. They've got a few more now. They've got these <laughs> weird BMW bike motors. They're, they're actually spastically fast. Um, I can't think of anything um, that would be more insanely unstable at speed. <laughs> I think they fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to have that elastic suspension, didn't they? They had suspension. <laughs> they had <laughs> something. <laughs> We should get this on the screen, actually, so our mm. listeners can... 2CV. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what a 2CV is? I do, yes. But I'm, I want to see... I wanna, that you know, it's the sort of vehicle you expect to see in a Pink Panther movie. Yeah. Not <laughs> on its side. <laughs> on its side. It's the, the French... What's the car that they, they launched into space on Top Gear? They <laughs> oh, used the, to destroy um, the three-wheel thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, right that, Robin. Yeah. Reliant. Reliant. Did they you, race it's the them French the, version. Yeah, they race those as well. In the UK, and they put oh training, training wheels on them. And they, they have full fields. And they have Reliant Robin Meter. Why? Oh, then again, we've got the Super Ute series, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So the Super Ute series is kind of the Australian version of the 2CV series. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the Super Utes roll over more, yeah, probably. <laughs> so what's what's the other one? The, 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 so the C1. So it's a they have a very controlled rule set to it. So that the rule set's that tight that if they suspect you're cheating, like you've done something tricky to the motor, they can come along with a, another motor and plonk it in and say, right, swap it out. Yeah, that's and cool. So it's a very controlled rule set, but the the, the racing is pretty phenomenal. That's the point that they get guys that do race GTE and GT3 and all these you know really quick classes because. With the cars being so slow, you can increase grid density. Yep. And so you have six, seven car battles and corners that last for hours. You know? yeah. So And they yeah. run it at Spa and Silverstone and a few other tracks. So, yeah, it's, that it, would be incredible. Yeah, I want to so. see what... Bring one up. <laughs> this is the original 2CV. And I remember when we went to Europe as a kid. These were everywhere. When I was a kid, we went to Europe in 87. And everyone had one of these. Everyone... <laughs> <laughs> not everyone but you know what I mean it was like a maybe in France in Italy it was the Fiat 500 <laughs> let's have a look at the new one no oh, no, no the new one's a C1 C1 oh. why is it there's a new TCB there yeah oh. yeah we don't care Nick it's a C1 we're looking for a C1 <laughs> just C1 Citroen C1 not new doesn't <laughs> 2C1 <laughs> I want to see one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. so. Is it the two door? The two door version, obviously. Is... I'm not entirely sure. Could I don't think doors is an issue. 
It Th- looks these these very are in Australia as well, you know that. Fiat 500-ish. Mm. I have yeah. seen one. Yeah, they're, they're here yeah, in Australia. There's too. a Toyota version and a Fiat something. I think it's a Fiat Argo or Toyota Argo or something like that. Yeah, so it's a common chassis kind of deal. Mm. Um, but I've actually seen the C1 here in, in Perth. Mm. See, I, I've always wondered, you know, with the, saloon, the HQ series, the yeah. saloon car series, etc., why we never had a claimer class where you can just, you know, if you finish at the end of the grid, you can walk up, hand over the $1,000 or whatever and say, take the motor out, load it in the back of my ute. Because they have that in America. It's common. They have it in drag racing. They have it in circuit racing. Yeah. Um, so it stops people from, you know, spending mega bucks because that's what it's meant to be, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and that's why I guess it's really appealing because they can't do control it to that end, so... Yeah, it, it is all down to the driver. And they, they, one of the articles I read, which was on uh, Jalopnik, you know, they, they literally say, if you're losing, it's not the car. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the nicest way of putting it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go explore that because it just seems like a whole lot of fun. So yeah. is the class called Ego Ricker? Or <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very suitable. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh, no, the Kostekis are doing all right. Did you see him flip off Cam Waters? <laughs> do you reckon he'll get a fine I, I don't know but they slow-moed it just for that one shot it was fantastic I'll tell you what I reckon everyone in Australia knows who the Kostikis are now they do they do they're and they're not brothers they're cousins they're cousins <laughs> yep. yeah they are so this is obviously plans for next year Denver so yep. yeah I mean yeah you're looking at this stage sponsors or can people get in contact with you and yeah, yeah. they can hit me up on my Facebook page at Landmark Racing yep. Um, yep. that's the easiest way to get in touch with me but yeah it is a I did a big post so anyone who's on my Facebook page already heard this stuff already yeah it's mm. it's one of those climates getting any kind of sponsorship in motorsport outside of supercars or yeah the stuff that's now growing with like TCR and things like that is it's not so much hard, it's just guaranteeing a return for people's investment, you know, and that's the hard part. Yeah. The thing is, though, let's face it, supercars and TCR, most of the drivers, it's their parents funding it. <laughs> and if it's not their parents, it's their parents' friends. Yeah, it's, there's, it, a, there's a lot of big business money in it. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's not... We've lost that part of Australian motorsports that made it so great where... A few mates could get together, slap something together, and, mm. and have a crack. Yeah. You know, that's completely gone now. Yeah, um, right. and it's so hard to do something. You look at America and Europe and things like, like that stuff is so easy to get to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you look at, I suppose, the 24-hour lemons things is a great example because in America, it was you could just turn up and run a car, yeah. you know, and stuff like roll cages and things like that were optional, whereas over here, it's it's an added expense. Yeah, you know? so yeah. It's just add, 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 and... What do you do? Mm. Yeah. So what seems like cheap fun suddenly becomes rather expensive. Mm. Yeah. Well, I looked at the twenty-four hour Le Mans. I went to it last year, as you know. We did a podcast from down there. They didn't. They didn't run it this year. They're going to run it next year. But I looked at that doing something for the podcast point of view, just an EA Falcon or well, an just EB Falcon. Nick, <laughs> Captain Scud is working on something. Oh, is he really? <laughs> okay. Can't, I can't let the cat out of the bag yet, but it don't involves be surprised. Escort, doesn't this, it? this is this is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, well, he's, he's got a few projects on the go, Captain okay. Scud. Yeah. And, anyway. and, and, you know, it'll be all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Probably every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just released next year's calendar for those events, and the Collie one is a proper 24-hour, mm. non-stop, yeah. day-night, not the, the split 12-hour, 12 12-hour 12 thing. Mm. So. 
but yeah, the cost of doing it for 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 us was I thought up there, you know. But I don't know. We'll we'll have a look at that maybe in need a couple to, of years' time. I need to get that Volvo from the the nineteen seventy four Bathurst. Oh, 76, yeah. 76 Bathurst. Yeah. And we on the hire, Uni Royals. We need a higher driver, by the way. You know, we need a higher driver. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that on our promise. <laughs> no. I, I can probably get my hands on a reasonably cheap Volvo, actually. <laughs> they're not yeah. cheap anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they've become collector. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everyone's putting an LS or a 2J in them. Yeah, yeah. As, like, as long as it's got a regional Pantina, then it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Denver, look, thanks for that. Well, um, we really appreciate that, and thanks for coming in. And I oh, mean, not sending you, just thanks for filling us, keeping us updated with where you're at, and uh, we really appreciate that. And um, yeah, look, I mean, we wish you all the best for next year, and uh, sad to see Landwell be retired, but it's. Um, there'll, there'll be another. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We can it, it, it actually, just, sorry, question without notice. He's building you, a barrow now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you participating this weekend at the Wanneroo 300? No, no. The, the Wanneroo 100 now. Oh, 100, I, sorry. I don't know what's happening with that because I know they had fairly low competitive entry numbers, so I don't know if it's actually going ahead or what's oh, going well, on. Oh, okay, so. righto, righto. I couldn't tell you, but yeah. yeah. They, they reduced it to a 100 in effort to try and get people, and then yeah, it was a case of too much, too little, too late yeah, okay. for a lot of people. So. Yep, all right. All right, Denver, we'll take a short break here, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 73 of the Talking Power podcast on 88.5 FM and also podcasting through SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and our new website as well, which I keep plugging. Go to our website and tell us what you think. And also there, tell us about our new video release, which we'll talk about later. Anyway, our MotoGP and F1 are about to wrap up, but just after the grand finales in both... Um, Sports, we are going to have, this is huge, this has been a long anticipated swap. We're going to have Lewis Hamilton ride Valentino Rossi's MotoGP bike and we're going to have Valentino Rossi drive Lewis Hamilton's Formula One Mercedes. What do we think about that guys? I can tell you from my point of view, I'm more excited about Rossi in the F1 car. I'm going to give two hoots about Lewis on the bike. No, don't be like that. <laughs> I just was. <laughs> I, think it's in, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, the the guys from MotoGP and the guys from Formula One think that a Yamaha and a Mercedes yeah. are on par. Well... <laughs> <laughs> they probably couldn't get a Ducati, I'd say. That's just <laughs> Ducati, like, no. <laughs> or an MV Gusta or a KDM. Yeah. So, considering it's Monster, mm. um, that would explain why it's not a KDM. <laughs> <laughs> December 9 at uh, Valencia. I cannot wait for this. So, so, we'll be... so on, who do you reckon is going to come out on top here, Nick? Valentino Rossi will. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to find out that Lewis Hamilton said, can ride the shit out of a motorbike. Or he's just going to high side at the first corner. Oh <laughs> God! That's imagine that. Imagine ending your career because you did a stupid stunt like that. <laughs> he he has done he has done racing on bikes before on private test 
test yeah. days and whatnot. So, it, however, it is his first time on a MotoGP bike. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, they'd have more power than um, your regular super bike, and they're obviously lighter, but they're probably they're not like the old 500s. Mm. You know, that would be a death trap. Putting someone that had yeah. never ridden one of those on two-stroke power band just... It, it's know, interesting you'd that think these things would be pretty tractable, and they'd have, they've got anti-wheelie, anti-lock brakes, anti-shit yourself, <laughs> <laughs> anti-everything on those things. So oh, I'm really looking forward to this. Actually, I'm, I think this is this will be quite exciting. Um, and moving along, Todd, you want to just WRC? Tell us a little yeah, bit I mean, about a bit of a segue. Sad, yeah, um, let's say uh, Valentina Rossi. We were discussing off air has actually driven a WRC car in mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. Um, and I think an F1 car a little while ago, but mm. I can't recall which one it was. Is, is he racing, am I reading this right, a 488 GT3? Yeah, that's correct. In the yeah. Golf 12 yeah. hour? Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, uh, WRC, the Rally Australia round, um, is, well, has been dropped. Um, mm. And, yeah, and basically was about to go ahead, and Denver will actually probably fill us in on more because he read a bit more than I did before well, the show. It, it's been dropped from this year, and New Zealand get it the next, but... Yeah. As a... It was Friday. Do you think Captain Scud was involved in that? <laughs> <laughs> Getting it back home for all the cuzzy yeah. brews? <laughs> sure. They did, to be fair, they did actually um, alternate, I believe, in the past. Yeah. One was New Zealand, one was Australia. Yeah, I think we've lost it for good now. Yeah, but, yeah, there is rumours that we've lost it for good. We shouldn't have moved it from Perth. Oh, don't. I, yeah, have let's moved. not go down that path. <laughs> Off air, I messaged him about this, I think, last Who night. Who was the Premier that lost that? Uh, it wasn't the Premier, it was... Oh, actually it was. Sporting record, as it was. But then... You were, like, straight on that Greyhound. Straight on it. <laughs> and the Greyhound blowing the horn. <laughs> yeah. And hadn't even stepped out on the footpath yet. So, no, so was it... Mm, I believe it was his call that was... Got rid of it. Because it wasn't making enough, apparently. At, at the but, time, no, we, yeah, because you don't want international events in Perth. No, and then we got the Red Bull. We got the Red Bull Air Race, <laughs> which made nothing, which was free. So the joke at the time was, I'd um, except for fishing the plane ooh, out of. Ooh, the, <laughs> I saw that happen on that day, and that was that was. I was my, talking about the Red Bull plane, yeah. not the <laughs> yeah, not the train wreck that was the, Red Bull the, Air Racing. But anyway, the, the 2006 event of the Red Bull Air Race, in fairness, I thought was okay. It was a free event, mm. but. Uh, <sighs> I, I couldn't see the long term, the longevity of that event here in any event. But yeah. the WRC certainly, I think it yeah. was a massive mistake. Yes, yeah. oh, absolutely. Man, and that was so awesome. At uh, what was it Langley Park? Langley Park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the very yeah. first super stage ever created. So yeah. Yeah. We, we would set the stage on that, and then it, like every year when they've been racing over in Coffs Harbour and stuff, they still talk about Western Australia, yeah. like the gravel and the roads, because mm, yeah. it was such yeah. a challenging. Cert, like Coffs Harbour is very similar to some of the other events, so they're kind of used to it. Whereas here, it was just, you know, they had no idea how to deal with it. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I actually they remember. had a Northbridge stage. Remember? Did they? I yeah. Don't that one, one. one stage they had a Northbridge stage. I remember we, we drove in, you know, and was like, why are the roads blocked? Oh, they, were, they weren't across the part. I remember Northbridge. Yeah, sure they did. I'm sure it wasn't the show and shine. Like, they parked them all up in the main strip yeah. like they do with Targa. Oh, it, it might have been. No, they yeah. were driving the cars because there was hay bales everywhere. Oh. I wow. thought it might have been the... <laughs> wrong weekend. <laughs> it wasn't. There were, there were rally people there. You were there. the wrong weekend, Simon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're a week early. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, look, I mean, I think that was a huge mistake. So, anyway. We, and, and now it's, it's gone. It's meant to be running this weekend, but due to the, the bushfire situation over there, it's mm. been cancelled altogether. The, the RSC guys, they got told at the end of the last week or the weekend, I think it was, that they weren't going to run. They tried reducing the distance and then they just pulled the pin on because yeah, okay. safety concerns. And obviously they don't want to interfere with what's going off the fireys and that sort of thing. So, so how long before we lose the Formula One and Indy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, wait. Indy? Indy. We, haven't, we haven't had Indy for years. Oh, there you go. So what have we got left? We've got the Formula 1 left. And MotoGP. And mo- yeah, we won't lose MotoGP. No. Well, I don't know if he's still involved. <laughs> Philip mm. Island, we might. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It'd be a real shame if we lost that one. Mm. But uh, you're the previous, though. Bathurst, next year. End of the year, there's a fifth event. That's correct, oh. yeah. Hey, guess that, what's that, racing? Yes. S5000. Not just S5000. <laughs> Tell them what's... <laughs> what, it was TCR, TA22... Or T, sorry, TA2, T-A-2. not Sleekin. Um, <laughs> uh, what do I call the historic? The, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Touring Car Masters. Yeah, yeah. keep going. TCM. TCR. And? Historic Touring Cars. And? S5000. No, there's, isn't there like LM3 or something? Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a GT category. <laughs> yes, there's. Oh, we completely overlooked that, didn't we? This is actually, I haven't got it in the notes, but this is pretty exciting news, and I don't know if this is James Warburton's play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a yeah, master yeah, play from, yeah. from, from James Warburton. It, if it pans out, it'll be pretty cool. Oh, it's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. I'd go over and watch the, the first test thing about first, for sure. Maybe we should do a road trip. Yeah, why not? Drive the XW over. T- TCR is the future. The supercar deal is, it's, you know. And when I first mentioned it. <laughs> what, TCR? Yeah. I don't know, I have to listen to the old episodes. <laughs> I thought I was all for it. Because to me, it, 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 it reminded it, it, me of the, the, the British touring cars. Yeah. It's just that. We need to be less Australian with our, you know, three thou valve yeah. <laughs> lift rules, and you know what I mean. I've got, well, ba- I've got bad news for Nick, though. I can't see us coming around S five thousand anytime soon. Did you guys watch any of the British car, um, British Touring Car Championship on Speed Week at all? Nah, didn't get a chance. No, no? it is still watch. as full on as it used to be. Oh yeah, they're still nuts. Like the the roads. Three cars wide, and there's fifty cars. <laughs> they're they still racing Volvo wagons, or. Nah, that, that, it's kind of weird. I don't really. I'd love to see the rules because they got rear wheel drive, four wheel drive, front wheel drive. Yeah. And I don't know how they get parity with that. But I guess that's what makes it, you know, good to watch because I think some of the cars must be faster on the corners and not as fast on the straights and so on and so forth. So it mixes it up a little bit. Yeah, but GT3 and things like that, they have similar sort of differences and those they've got yeah the balance of power uh, system you need to remortgage your whole suburb (laughs) (laughs) they're actually cheaper than a supercar maybe (laughs) Uh, it depends on how much the franchise is when when you're referring because the supercar itself is pretty cheap it's the five million dollars for the franchise the actual car itself is cheaper than what a supercar is really average supercar is what half a mil yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think the the, the low end of the GT3 is for in the mid 400s. Yeah, I don't think a TCR car is quite that expensive. No, no. 
Oh, they're still two hundred odd grand or something. Or but yeah, down. they'd yeah. be they'd be something like that. The, the rules are pretty. The rules are uh, um, a little bit open, so you can run a, a, a specific sequential, mm. or you can run the factory transmission. So if it's available with a twin clutch sequential from the factory, job done. Yeah. So, um, and I think you can, you know, the chassis. The guys that manufacture manufacture like they specifically do. This is the Hyundai chassis. This is the um, mm. so yeah, and the, the racing is good to watch. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. no, no, TC, yeah, no doubt about it. The S five thousand, on the other hand, yeah, is shit. That's what the S stands for. I'm still in two minds. It's going to be interesting to see how they pinball off walls over the top of the hill. Yeah, Bathurst. Yeah, it'll be good to watch. The reality is that. You know, like, I think that the guys are probably... I don't think you've got any James Hunts in there. You know what I mean? They're all sort of going, we just need to finish the race and not die. <laughs> Apparently Rubens is coming back as well for it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and he's... They're, they're trying to get... Was it Button and someone else? Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. talking with them. But I think Rubens has been ticked off. Yeah, you need to get, like, some 15-year-old kid in those cars <laughs> someone that doesn't understand what it feels like to <laughs> break bones <laughs> and mend oh dear well you know they're, they're, they're out of control but they're being dri driven by people that aren't out of control you know if you put a driver in there that's a bit loose and the car's a bit loose it do, it'll be fun to watch but if you've got guys who are like oh my god Oh my god, it's Lemon's eyes! Oh my god! <laughs> That's what it looks like watching them. I, I watched it again and I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just give it time. Give it time. Yeah, are they out of adjustment on the wings? <laughs> they didn't look like they were standing up vertically. You've got to give it time. It's like, like everything. It's like GW. Do they need it's to like get more Gold temperature Coast. in the tyres? Not the Gold Coast, Suns. You need to give it more time. <laughs> The dockers. What the dockers? Give them a few more years. <laughs> hey, look, on that note, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back. We'll have our closing segment after this. Hi, everyone. It's Nick from the Talking Power podcast and thanks for tuning in. If you like podcasts, I have another podcast called the Sylvan Australia podcast where we talk all things agriculture. On the Sylvan Australia podcast, we discuss the agricultural industry with a view to inform and advise our listeners different practices, news and industry trends across Australia. So you can find that podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, or if you go to the Sylvan Australia website, you'll be able to find it there. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, episode 73 of the Talking Power podcast. I'm here with Simon Gonzo, Travellini, Todd Brinkworth, and special guest tonight, Denver Parker, transmitted on. 88.5 FM and podcasting through all the channels. <laughs> Just keep it nice <laughs> and short. Hey, this isn't in the notes, guys, but I really want to talk about it. Just briefly, NHRA is coming to an end this weekend. And we are looking down the barrel of a very exciting championship. None of the championships have been decided yet. I guess the countdown will do that. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> in top fuel, Steve Torrance. Talk about the cream rising to the top. These two come to the top every every event. Top fuel, we've got Steve Torrance with a 16-point lead over Brittany Force. So that one is still wide open for both of them. Uh, in funny car, this is going to be really exciting. Robert Height's got a 46-point lead over Jack Beckman. So we've seen... Um, Schumacher up against John Force there. 
Uh, pro stock, Erica Enders. She's got a 92-point lead over Jeg Coughlin Jr. Uh, in pro stock. And in pro stock bike, Andrew Hines. He's probably got the most handiest lead. Not probably. He has. He's got a 115-point lead over uh, Jerry Savoie. So... I did you guys catch the last NHRA meet? I don't know if you did. Erica Enders actually won in the final, and she's got this thing happening at the moment where she likes to drive the car back around to the pits. This is her pro-stock car, by the way. Well, well we, we don't have maximum engine rules in drag racing, Nick. <laughs> Unlike every other bloody motorsport. So she likes to... She has been doing... Um, she's done it at two events now, but it was really quite... She and, took and the win we here. do the burnout before the race, not after. <laughs> We actually do it for a reason too, it's to get the tyres on. Anyway, Erica took the drove the car back around. She said, I'm gonna drive that back and she certainly did. So drove that car back it's not around. Very nice. She said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> did the uh, NHRA have to check a valve lift? <laughs> you could see the engine build up like slide. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> So she shoot it. It's it's quite amazing. If you haven't seen the video, it's, we shared it on well, our they're, they're, Facebook They're all page. fitted with the uh, Holly FI system mm. now, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. she probably had it on closed loop, going for <laughs> oh, the yeah. economy down the return road. There. Yeah. It was so cool, but it was really great to see. And we wish all those guys and girls we could have another um, female top field champion in Brittany Force, Steve Torrance. He is the reigning champion, Brittany Force, from the year before. So it's going to be really interesting to see there. But I'm really curious, the, the war between Schumacher and, and John Force, with Robert Height representing John Force, obviously, and Jack Beckman representing Don Schumacher. Can't wait to see that one. But I think Robert, 46-point lead, he's, um, he's pretty comfortable there. Well, Promod's been decided, and that's really the only class that counts anyway, Nick. So Then <laughs> Stevie Fast Stevie wrapped Fast, that up, just yes. in case you didn't know. He did. All right, I want to start off. Uh, Golden States were run and won, run and done, and I want to start off with Junior Dragster. It was a welcome return to for Junior Dragster back to the track. It was their first event since the sad passing of Anita Board, taking the win on what would have been Anita Board's tenth birthday was Zara Board. Congratulations to her. She won the Golden Station. She now has a gold trophy. A, a real one. A real a one. Real, an Andrew one. It's an Andrew Gold Trophy, Todd. Not, not those other ones that he uses doorstops and that, whatever. No, yeah. Chandra or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so congratulations to Zara and uh, to and that, Ian. That would have been one fan. hell of an emotional victory. Oh, can you imagine? Mm. And she was up against uh, Brody Zapier, who's no, no slouch. That's a nephew of the legendary John Zapier. So Richard's, Richard's son, that is. So that was... Run and done. Uh, also, other winners in... Um, so, is that a gold or a silver? Sportsman. No, oh, I'm not so sure. No, you're, no, apologies. You're correct. Yeah, it's a silver. Still better silver. than one yeah. of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a silver. It's sportsman. Well, yeah. What was I thinking? Sorry. What's their one called? An, you know, I don't know. Easter tree or something? <laughs> <laughs> Easter tree. <laughs> no idea. And in speaking a, a of which, non-religious, non-religion specific tree... We are going to reach out to Pro Stock winner. Um, we've got his details. We've just, I've got to make it happen. Uh, Jason Hedges. And, yes. And we're going to have a chat with him as well. And Danny Silva, the winning combination Pro Stock over at 400. What a, what a massive win for those guys. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It really is. 
Anyway, we will move on. Um, uh, Craig Catton in Super Street. Terry Phillips, Super Sedan. Angelo. <laughs> Angelo, our man Angelo in Modified. <laughs> Angelo Locantro in the Modified. Uh, Vlado Turic in Top Sportsman. Vlado making the trip over to Western Australia. Uh, Wayne Patterson in Comp Bike. And Errol Quartermain. Errol does it again. In a BA Falcon. <laughs> And Wayne Keys in competition, so well done to those guys. Uh, and in blown in the A final for blown alcohol, we had Zap uh, and Steve Alderich in the B final. Greg Jurak in the Nitro Bike A final, and Ricky Wood on the, takes the win in the Nitro Bike B final. It's great to see those guys have uh, got that thing. They've been persevering for a long time. Ricky yeah. and his dad, yeah. Certainly have. Also in Outlaw Radio, George Kelly as well in his VK Commodore took the win there. And um, yeah, was that his his maiden? I believe so. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with George. And um, another Cinderella story. Yeah, sounds like yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that did they? They actually they let him race at his first meeting. They didn't. He didn't have to license. <laughs> he didn't. I knew that was coming. He yeah. didn't have to. I kind of walked into that one. Didn't he, I? he didn't <laughs> have to license. Uh, they they yeah. said no. Nah, that's fine. You can. It's all good. Did, they must have let him run on the Wednesday night before or something. I, I'm, I really, I'm not going there, so I'm, in, I'm anyway. really not. And Josh, shout out to Josh Lopriato. Uh, he ran a... I'm not sure if that's a PB for him. It could well be. 7.6. I know he's driven the Tirana before, but I don't don't know if he's gone that quick before at 188 mile an hour. So great to see that from Josh. And we're still the quickest and fastest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. we haven't run the car for nah. six months or something. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. You're still number one on that list. <laughs> so you're getting a banner made for the Aussie Park Show? I haven't. WA's been. quickest and fastest outlaw radio car? Yeah, no, I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> well, you should, Nick. Sorry. You know, it's not good enough. <laughs> so go and see Pete tomorrow. Get it organised. I am seeing Pete tomorrow on another issue, but anyway... Hey, also, um, if you are on the website, head to our Facebook page or head to our YouTube channel or head to our website. Part one of the Roscoe McGlashan interview is up there now, so watch that. It's um, 20 minutes. Part two will be a little bit longer. It goes for about 30, I believe. I haven't cut part two, to be honest yet, but I'll get on to that ASAP. But part one's up there. So now, he must that. be getting close now, yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't think he's too far away. Todd's kept it in contact yeah, with I'll him. Yeah, reach out to me. He's a bit busy at the moment. I'm hoping to catch up with him really soon and have some more n- news. And and the guys with Bloodhound. Yeah, 501. 501 mile an hour. Yep. Um, I do also know Roscoe's been in touch with those and actually keeping sort of a an eye on what they do so well this is going to be a bit of a new era with the rocket power yeah as opposed to jet engines mm. yeah so um, but I think the Budweiser guys years ago that thing was <laughs> rocket powered that's a big controversy that one hey but, well yeah whether he actually broke the speed of sound yeah speed of sound's a very fluid thing yes because it's uh, you know it's reliant on ambient conditions Right, um, and there was no return pass, so it wasn't a valid No return car. pass, yes, and it had three wheels, so it's not a car. Yeah. It's a tricycle. Yeah. It's a bloody fast tricycle, but yeah. a tricycle nonetheless. Anyway, have you seen some of the video of Bloodhound? Yes, I've been watching some of the little... Some of the air it displaces when it goes past is phenomenal. What is also phenomenal is how little wind <laughs> makes it change lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair... 
they've had a lot of problems. They went out there and they had just random, like, the car shot off mid-pass and then they had some sandstorm nearly bomb to bits and, like, just bizarre things. So, mm, yeah. yeah. It's not, you know, I often look at race cars and go, oh, we might take that for a spin. That's not on my list. <laughs> not on my bucket list. You're not in your wheelhouse? No. 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 At 500, it, you know, like, it just went, oh, I'm going to be here now. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really. Yeah, no, didn't look like the. You know, you're actually in control. You sign it, sort of. I, I think I want to go over there if it's okay with you. Yeah. It's a bit like driving a funny car. Funny cars are like that. <laughs> sort of the steering input is a, a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> if it's okay with you, I'd like to get away from the wall now. <laughs> it's like the brakes in the XW drum brakes. I'd like to stop in this lane, not that lane next to me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, um, coming events. So we got the Wanneroo three one hundred this weekend, I the sixteenth and seventeenth of November. Could be the Wanneroo fifty. Like, <laughs> to be decided. It's going. It's it's uh, could be. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we also got the Aussie Park show. So I tell you what, it's a good opportunity if you want to try and win one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be at the Aussie Park show. Well, I am, and I believe you're coming as well, Simon. Mm. I, I haven't had any time to prepare, so yeah, chances I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it my best shot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll be there. I'll be at the Aussie Park show with the, with the Falcon, the XW. Not that anyone wants to see that, <laughs> but if you are in the area, uh, come down to the Aussie Park show. Car, car show from 12 to 3.30. Oh, and the big highlight. Mm-hmm. Revfest. Revfest, yes. yep. So you have the opportunity to start up your car. It'll be about every hour. And uh, rev, rev, your, rev your car up. You just go to a Macca's on a Thursday night. Do that mm-hmm. I, are you going to be there, Demo? Are you coming? No. Or? Uh, no. I'll oh. be very drunk and hungover come Sunday. Okay. Oh, All right. Definitely want to, <laughs> <laughs> definitely want to be there then. Yeah. <laughs> the fumes and the noise. <laughs> You need to get a good lung full of methanol. Let's <laughs> just top up from the night before. Kings of Wings uh, Speedway is the um, is the sixteenth of November as well, and SummerSlam round one and round two round one of the SummerSlam round two of the WA Championship is the thirtieth of November as well. So lots lots of things happening uh, out and about, um, and the John Day Classic is uh, sprint. For sprint cars and speed cars, which is December seven. So, any other events at Barbagello that I might might not have mentioned? Well, that's Infinite Time Attack. I can't yeah, remember the day. I think it's the twenty. What's the weekend following this one? Twenty something. Yeah, twenty third. Is that, 23rd. Is that 23rd? at, at yeah. Barbagello? Yeah, yeah. Barbagello. Andy's taking his car up to see how quick that goes. We we still got some quick time attack cars here, yeah. We don't really have any... Well, there's a couple that are time attack each, but not as full-blown as what we have on the East Coast that do well time attack. So, this is... Yeah, not to that calibre anyway. There's definitely some quick cars, but yeah, the, the stuff over that comes over from you know, Japan it? and Sweden and all sorts of stuff is definitely next level. Oh, okay. The Target Sprint tomorrow night. Which will be all over by the time this goes to air. Yeah. Ask Todd about his entry. Um... 
Tell us about your entry. Trying to find a way of... A, you find the navigator and then confirm the navigator they're good to enter, which I pretty much had that confirm, confirm, confirmed, but then actually put the entry form in. Oh, they won't let you compete without you submitting an entry form. Oh, that's a bit of a technical issue. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Can you appeal that? <laughs> Ring Roland Dane, I'm sure you <laughs> <laughs> It would just protest until we get uh. <laughs> Hey, look on that note. <laughs> on that bombshell. We want to thank Denver Parker for coming in. Thanks a lot, Denver. Well, really appreciate it. And uh, how do people find you? Land Whale Racing still? Yep. yep. Okay. okay. All right. Look me up on Facebook. Yeah, no and um, well worth the read. I'm plugging Denver a bit here, but the read about the car and why he's chosen to retire it, well worth the read. Well, it's um, won a championship now. You... <laughs> and I don't think you actually mentioned Denver when we were talking to you before. Just one last thing: How long have you been running that car for? So, I remember it for a good long period so, uh, of time. I first bought it in two thousand and five. I did one event and then pulled it apart and started over, and then it sort of disappeared because I took six years to put it back together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, yeah, I started twenty twelve. I finished it and yeah. first race. Competitively, that when I ruined 2013, so yeah, it's so there you go, six years. There you go, some history of the car, so mm. yeah, anyway, some sorry. good, some bad. <laughs> well, all right, on that note, we'll end this one here. It's Thanks for coming in. You win a championship, it's all good, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, that's right. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. All right, see you. See you. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.